In goes Stewart! They've only gone and done it! And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Welcome to another edition of the Glovers Cast. There's still no football for us to talk about. It's still very hot, but we do have some new faces at Hewish Park for us all to chew over or at least talk about, I would think. And whilst we're uh, thinking about those new faces, I'm going to talk to a couple of old faces. None of them as old as mine. First of all, old face number one. Welcome, Ben Barrett. Hello. I'm glad you uh, decided to make the point that you are older than us, because if you hadn't made the point, I would have done. And that would have been seen to have been mean. Exactly. And I, well, yeah, exactly. I can be mean to myself. And old face number two, sporting a baseball cap straight out of the Bronx, New York, Mr. Ian Perkins. Hello. <laughs> no one can see your baseball cap, so they would well, just assume that you look like um, Jay-Z. In our yeah. new, our new... <laughs> Not sure Jay-Z's there is there is one thing that definitely separates Ian Perkins from Jay-Z. Um I think the fact, he, the fact that he hasn't got Beyonce with him. Exactly, yeah. So not that we know of. <laughs> no, I do not. Uh I think in, in our new world of uh, Instagram content, oh yeah, you know, something could make um could make it to the big screen or small screen. Absolutely. Um, it's a point, yeah. actually. I was thinking this on the uh, obviously last podcast we had um, Martin Elliott on, so we weren't really able to talk about things. But we we haven't introduced the new members of the of, of the Glovers Cast editorial team, have we? Should we do that? We should. Yeah, we should. And I don't they're, think we've mentioned them, have we? No, no. So we've got um, the man in charge of Instagram is Mr. Ollie Marsh. Insta Ollie. Insta Ollie. Yeah. Okay. Has been smashing it and. The numbers aren't lying right now, which is good. Um, they are going up. So if you do have Instagram, up. follow, 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 follow. Yeah. And we've also got uh, Callum Gold. Gould, who Gould. Is, I'm going to um, say Gould. Yeah, who has joined the team. He's been a busy week and he's been in Magaluf partying it up. Um, but, you know, can't win them all. No. We'll probably be under transfer embargo now, so there'll be no no news. Um, you can't you can't start wicked rumours like that about transfer about this. Where's this come from? What's that all about? <laughs> it was a joke. Wow, well, <laughs> not time. a funny one. Thank you very oh. much. All right, sorry, sorry. Oh. Well, we've got a striker. At least we've got the strikers in. We do have strikers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, so far there's uh, yeah, Callum and Ollie who are helping us out. Yeah, and I am emailing a couple of other people as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the team, the team is growing. So yeah, good. Um, I think we're gonna need hands to the pump, aren't we? Come next season, you know, all all the success we're gonna have to be writing about and talking about and all of that. So yeah, we might have we're... to start a paper. <laughs> now, now, Ben isn't. Ben hasn't got a live show yet, so he needs to correct. Uh, that needs correct. to. That needs to. We'll, happen. Be, in correct, print, we'll we? be in print before we're on on a stage. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's for sure. 
we might have some we might have some goals to talk about next season. Well, yeah, we might yeah. score some goals. I'm I'm excited by the idea of us scoring some goals. What should we talk about? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the news that broke. Was it last Friday? It was Friday night. Um, only to be trumped by uh, Boris Johnson uh, and his announcement of leaving Parliament was the announcement of Rhys Murphy rejoining the Oval Town. And uh, very exciting. Very exciting. Am I right in saying he actually rejoins on the 1st of July when his contract runs out? Is that true? I'm sure I read uh, that. I believe so, but it is tricky at Southend, isn't it? Mm. Like, obviously they haven't been paid a number of times and there's been a number of things going on and Casper Laparta left them and just walked out, didn't he? So... I'm they've not got sure. the rock taking over now, though. Um, maybe. Maybe got the rock taking over. Um, but, yes, uh, officially, I think it'll be July the 1st. But that's just good. Yep. So, yeah. Very who, good. Yeah. Who, who wants to say the obvious thing about Reese Murphy? Go on, <laughs> well, say the obvious, The obvious elephant is in the room is that, and look, we're going to have to talk about it. It's going to come up sooner rather than later. But he did celebrate quite heavily when he scored against us for Southend on the, his final appearance for them at the back end of last season on the telly. That's the, that's the elephant in the room, isn't it? Where was he on the final game of the season against Stockport when uh, all the other players there? Hasn't been mentioned. Hasn't been mentioned. And I think that's the one thing that needs to be mentioned. Well, I thought we were going to start far more positively. <laughs> OK. So, bring us back, Perkins, please. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I thought we were going to talk about... Um, Reese Murphy's injury record when you oh that elephant the obvious that thing. elephant in the room <laughs> sorry this this is showing that your football analysis brain is far ahead of ours you say <laughs> not sure about that the hat's keeping all the brain in yeah, keeping it all in <laughs> when I keel over yeah. in this very hot room uh, call an ambulance please what did he play last season was it eleven games or something like that. He's he's played in since joining Southend in 2021. He's played 32 times, right? And he was out. Uh, knee injuries are his problem. Am I right? Knee injury was his problem last season. I think he had a gro- did he have a groin issue at first? I think right. in did the he, season before, didn't he do his right. knee against us? Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. Like properly do his knee. Yeah, like and that ACL, was like, uh, MCL. Six, six months out, job, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. That was quite, it was just after Christmas, New Year-ish, January-ish, February-ish. I, I, I remember it because it was a game that Ruben Reed scored in. So it, there, there wasn't a great deal of those. Um, <laughs> Tapping inside the six-yard box, wasn't exactly, it? Exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. But we, uh, and yeah. we lost, which oh, doesn't, yeah. really summer, uh, doesn't make it that memorable for last I, season, does it? I mean, obviously, we saw him score against us and we saw his new strike partner. At Yeovil score against us in the same game as well. Yeah. Um, and I saw Jake Hyde score against us for South End at South End as well. Yeah. In that game where Gimme was sent off. <laughs> God, yeah. Yeah. Those were the days, eh? And then he was fined. Yeah. Fined. Oh, oh yeah, he was. Very naughty boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the yes, injuries. The question around injuries is is the big thing. But at the same time, you look at the. Yeah. depth we've got striker wise and and i think i don't know obviously fish is out for a little while i do wonder if and i do wonder if there'll be some outgoings 
because if you look at the players on the squad list at the moment, there's there's quite a lot in certain positions and not a lot in other positions that need to be balanced out. But you can't argue with his goal scoring record. Even no. even you know, he, yeah, he's missed games, but guarantees goals. Yeah, I think um, Ben and I were talking about this last night, and we were saying, and I said, I think Reese Murphy is the um, if you compared him against every striker that we've had since Reese Murphy, he is even with one leg, he's better than Adi Yusuf, Ruben Reed, and I'd say Fish and Mal. Put all of them together, I'd still back Scrim- Reese Murphy over Scrimshaw, Britain. Scrimshaw. Yeah. yeah. Put yeah. them all in one person. Give me Reese Murphy on one leg. I love Reese Murphy on one leg. He is the, oh. the natural. The, he's up there for me in terms of natural goal scorers with Madden, Jevons, Forrington. He's that kind of level of, as a natural goal scorer. Forrington. He, he is. Oh, he yeah. is that. He is that. And when he was with us, what did he, like, 30-something in? He scored 29 in, according to Wikipedia, the Oracle, uh, 29 goals in 58 games. Can I have soccer base? Because I've got 33. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Top scorer in both seasons as well, wasn't he? Even though he was injured for long periods of those those, those two seasons. Yeah. And that was a season when we had Duffers, we had Mark Richards, we had Chris Dagnall, lots of other strikers. On on his injury, he he was asked about it. Sam asked him about it in his little clip, and he said, "I've been unlucky with a couple of big ones, and then the back end of last season, it was me coming back too soon, and it was muscle stuff. So now he's had a clean break, he's had a rest, and he can just go into a season normal. And who am I not to take him at his word and say, if he's over the big ones and it's managed correctly, and all the rest of it, I genuinely, I I would have been happy with that signing had we stayed up." let alone had we gone down. Yeah, I keep having this thing where I'm forgetting what league we're in. I, I know, <laughs> because we're signing players that are too good. We hope. Well, yeah. Yeah, on, on, on it's the yeah. old cliche, isn't it? On paper. Yeah. But Murphy and Hyde shouldn't be in this division. The way that they've had the last couple of years, each of them, yeah. obviously means they've had to be picky and choosy. And there's a high chance that other clubs have gone... Not really sure, or actually, I can only give you this. Um, can we go page play? Can we do this? Can we do that instead? And actually, they've they've plumped for somewhere that's going to stick their head above the line and go, okay, if you say you're fit, and our physios who do the medicals and what say you're good to go, let's do this. Let's make this happen. And with the pair of them, there's no denying it's not a gamble because Hyde. Again, I think he only got 20 games last season, maybe a couple more. Um, hasn't played 30-plus since 1920. Um, so he... I thought you meant actually the year 1920. <laughs> it's, it's been a while. Um, yeah. I think I, I did pick up... So since 2018, yep. um, of the 212 games Hyde would have been available for, he's played 118. Um, and for Murphy, the 216 he's been available for, he's played 128. So they're both sort of Hyde is over half, over half, 0.55 games. He ends up he's fit available for, and Murphy's 0.59, 0.6. So, and so for me, if you know you're going to get easy maths, 50% of games out of them each, 
hypothetically you can manage that you can say actually i'm not going to play you on the plastic pitch i'm not going to play you tuesday and saturday we're going to work this out we're going to sit and go through the fixtures and go that one i think we'll earmark we'll do that one or that one's a really important one so i need you both available for that one I need you both available for torquay we'll see how it goes when we get there but it might be a case of one does 60 one does 30 one does half one does half what you know and you can you can try and be quite picky about it and say well actually that's a plastic pitch and we've got two big games after it against Torquay and Maidstone in a row so you're not playing on the plastic pitch it's not worth risking it so you, if you've got the the man management and the organization which you think someone like Mark Cooper with all his experience has probably got some of they can have those conversations and go actually we need you at your best for as long as possible so with the greatest respect to maybe Avely you aren't going you aren't doing it we aren't risking it and you can you can work around that if we can keep them both at their best for 60 70 percent of the games it's a ridiculous partnership it really is it's a big if it is a big if and in my clearly overreacting without wishing to overreact tweet it is the difference between potentially winning the league and not if it can be managed and worked and all the rest of it it is that big of a statement pairing in my humble opinion based on where they've been before based on the goals they've scored based on the um uh sort of what sort of for based on the pedigree yeah pedigree pedigree that they come with you know you don't get signed to to Wrexham you don't get signed to clubs at this level without being decent enough and Hyde scored goals for fun about a decade ago and then just seemed to fall off a cliff but the last four or five seasons he's built that back up but Woking he went to where did he go after Woking? Halifax Halifax did Dover to fall off a cliff I imagine um, and then he went to Wrexham and Re- I mean I think that Wrexham period is probably like a massive asterisk because there was so much change going on mm. at the club in the two year, two seasons that he was sort of registered there even though he spent all of this season at South End, it was sort of like yeah, we've signed Jake Hyde. Oh, here's Paul Mullen and here's Elliot Lee and here's any other striker that you might want to put up front. Um, he, he, he and Adi Yusuf didn't stand a chance, did they? No, exactly. Or Gold Omateo. Oh, God, yeah. Gold Omateo ever. <laughs> In the Wrexham so, dream. So, genuinely, it's me. I, I am so excited by the signings. Of course, there's an if. Of course, there's an if but I have no reason to believe that we've not taken steps to talk about the if internally and say, here's my plan. Here's how we're going to manage it. I don't expect both of them to be chucked in on day one and then just told, just go to your break and then we'll figure it out. Then I don't expect that to be the plan. I think I really the, other, the other thing that they bring, which we were sorely lacking last year, other than goals is experience and mm. like snidiness at the top ouch. end of the pitch like that that we were crying out for, I think adding that at this level, because I don't know, maybe I'm showing my naivety about the level and both of them have played at this level, but hashtag knows the level. They're going to be exactly, there we go. They're going to be coming up against players who've never had to deal with a Reese Murphy, never had to deal with Jake Hyde and handle, handle that. It's going to be interesting to see how we line up because we seem to be so stacked with attacking midfielders and centre midfielders. And I saw um friend of the pod, Jake Gallagher's graphic on um 
Twitter the other day. And, you know, if we're looking at wing backs, like, are we going to get all the strikers in as well? Like, there's, I think you're right. It's probably going to be, it could be half and half for a lot of them if we're planning to play wing backs and the box midfield, because that only leaves room for one, one up top. It does. Uh, and I just want to go back to something that you said there about sort of the depth there, because actually something I said to you, Dave, last night was there was no way that if you're Malachi Linton, if you're Will Dawes, if you are even Fisher when he comes back, there's no way having that duo there doesn't make you better. Benjani as well, you mentioned, didn't you? Benjani. Hmm? Is Reese Murphy not exactly what you want Benjani to be in two or three years' time? That fox in the box, that off the shoulder, that running on so others can play the ball through to you, getting into the right areas so others can do some of the hard work and then you chip it over the talky goalkeeper and celebrate off into the distance. <laughs> um, Go hatching against Weymouth. Uh, yeah, is is that not exactly what you want from those guys? And yeah. if you bring in that snidiness, the nous, the bit of grit and horribleness, is that not what I was calling for from Malachi Linton? Yeah, I was going to say, it is exactly what Malachi Linton, Alex Fisher and others weren't last season, isn't it? Um, they're not going to be, I don't think either of them are going to be particularly nice in the same way Malachi Linton was nice. But in training, when they see... Those bit, that bit of snide, you know, because Alex Fisher, an experienced pro, but he's not a he's not snidey, is he? He's a he's a nice guy, so different. And if we're talking about rest and rotation and people having to sit out Averley and sit out the plastic pitches, that's where you say to Linton, go on then, go and prove why you should be in this team over them. I'm going to play you here because I'm not going to risk the other guy's knees. Go and show me why. Go and show me why I'm wrong. Be our and plastic it. pitch king, Mal. That's what you say. <laughs> <laughs> you can write that one down. Um, yes, exactly. And that's what I'm excited for. I think it's the missing piece of the puzzle in terms of a confident, natural goal scorer, but actually the missing piece of the puzzle for, puzzle for the attacking unit as a whole on off the pitch in training day to day it's a it's a duo that makes me genuinely excited and one other incoming that we've had since we last spoke uh is josh hours who's obviously another central midfield player <laughs> and we just spoken um about how many of those we've got but I was pretty pleased with him we only saw him briefly well we saw him up at york and then on the um, the stream game and it's Altrincham, I think he played, wasn't it? That one old yeah. draw. Yeah. Um, and then he's only really around for those two games, but out of him and Seb Palmer Holden, I think came with him as from Bristol City, didn't he? I think he was the one that impressed me the most. Looked lively, looked um like a, a bit of a an engine room midfielder, um, as opposed to, you know, un, unlock the defense kind of defender, but he's um got a touch of the Matt Worthington's about him I think and yeah. when Matt Worthington is inevitably suspended um, or <laughs> Charlie Cooper is we haven't really had Charlie Cooper long enough to know if he's going to be inevitably suspended but if he is then you can see Josh Howard's being a very good replacement and someone to come off the bench for the injuries and all of that I think he could be a very good I wouldn't even say to squad player I think he's a he's someone that could be really uh, pushing for the mm. pushing the likes of Worthington and Cooper for a starting place. Yeah, strength in depth, isn't it? Right. 
really strong midfielders that you wouldn't be like, oh shit, he's playing today. Yeah, you're happy with happy with what's there. And I think as a point to make about when Hours and Palmer Holden came in, the the plan wasn't for them to go back after two games. It wasn't yeah. that they weren't good enough. It was you know there was a breakdown in communication or whatever with Bristol City and. They they recalled them. It wasn't anything to do with you know, no, these guys aren't up to it. No. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, and I think at that point, when you look at what happened following, they'd have been handy, wouldn't they? Yeah, I was. I was in particular. I agree with you, Dave. I was in particular up at York. I thought he was sticking his boot in, giving the ref a bit of jip, which for your debut, being chucked in as 18, 19 year olds or whatever they may be, to come in and just no fear, no baggage, straight in, big tackles give the ref a bit of stick and all the rest of it. Like that just showed me his character says, I'm here to try and do my best. And and it's the, the words you use, Dave, there is pushed. If back in the last season, if Cooper and Worthington were fit, Cooper and Worthington played. And then we were sat there going, who else have we got? Is JMD going to have to go back into that holding role? Is Freckleton going to go in there? Is Ryan Law? You know, it was, it was rubbish. The depth was rubbish, but actually here now you've got Cooper and Worthington who, will know that they've got a player that can push them and so that keeps them on their toes to make sure their best and like you say when inevitably the fifth yellow card hits someone that's ready to step in and potentially take their shirt off them so I like it I think that's a good solid thing I I said to somebody I might have been might have been Foxy I said I would much rather we signed him than watch him play against us for Bath City and go oh we should have had him he's good isn't he our, our midfielders at the moment We've got Charlie Cooper, Matt Worthington, Josh Hours. These are the ones who you'd think would fit into the square. Jordan Maguire, Drew, Scott Pollock, and Jordan Stevens. Pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I've said before, I'm really looking forward to seeing Jordan Stevens. I really hope he stays in some way, shape, or form. I can see other clubs sniffing, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him big time. And Josh Hours, hashtag knows the level. Hashtag knows the yeah. level. Definitely. Uh- your uh, Bath in South and Gloucester in North, which is a bizarre thing to say, given how <laughs> close Gloucester and Gloucester and uh, Bath are. But there we go. So Any, anything above Bristol gives me a nosebleed. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'd be screwed up here, then, mate. Well, yeah, exactly. That's why I don't go up there. Um, yeah, yeah so that was good here as well. <laughs> that explains a lot. Um, uh, and a outgoing, we knew he was already gone, but uh, well, two of them actually, two who who departed have now got clubs. Um, how on a scale of one to seven, how shocked were you that Charlie Wakefield has signed for Woking? It, it's it's a solid minus one. <laughs> yeah, if we're going into minus figures, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was was that announced yesterday? I think as we're recording, uh, yeah. Farewell, yeah. Charlie. Well, what did the song say? Oh, Darren, don't you know what he's worth? I think Darren knew exactly what he was worth, didn't he? I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, and the other one, friend of the pod, yeah, uh, Lawson Diath, uh, on his way to with Banbury United in National League North. Yeah, National enjoy, North. enjoy spending more, Lawson. <laughs> you go wow. and watch him, boys. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was going to see him at Spenny was a bloody long way from even either of us. <laughs> Um, yeah. So presumably his agent 
got on the phone to him pretty quickly after we'd spoke to him last week and uh, sorted something out. Yeah, and... I mean, I, I was I was a little bit surprised that he didn't get a, like a, a Dorking or somebody like that, somebody in the south in the south in the National League Premier. I'd have thought maybe might have taken him, but yeah, I think after after his um, our chat on the podcast, I think he, he he's always got going to have a little bit of yoga with him, isn't he? I think. Well, yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, without yeah. question. Yeah. That and if clear. you haven't listened, listen. It's a good listen, that one. Have you listened, Ben? I have. It made me choke up a bit. I wasn't ready for it. No. Yeah, neither were me and Dave. Totes emotion. <laughs> yes. Nice guy. Yeah, a great guy. Um, and one who will always keep an eye on, won't we? Yeah, without question. Proper good lad. Another and, nice guy on a upcoming po- uh, Glover's Pass, haven't we, Ben? Uh, nice. Very nice. Yeah, he was nice. Yeah, yeah. he was a nice chap. He was a nice guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's all you're going to get. That's all mm-hmm. you're going to get. Just a nice guy. Um, the other thing, everything happened last Friday, didn't it? The uh, the new documentary, part one oh. of the documentary came out. Um, have you boys watched the first part? Presumably yes. You were sat there Friday night with your popcorn fully immersed immersed I, I, hope, I hope neither of your uh your offspring were too close <laughs> by when it was uh when it was playing out they'd have learned more than a few naughty words wouldn't they i did say to uh former glover's cast cook champion rob manley to make sure he watches it when his son is not in the room yeah um <laughs> who knew footballers swore so much eh yeah, yeah. goodness me they come I... on here and they're so polite and barely you know Barely let out a curse, and then <laughs> I do. I do think if Josh Daunton uh, has a co-commentary career, probably needs to work on it a bit, doesn't he? Because we're fucking shite boys. He's probably not. Gonna... <laughs> Sorry about that. If you aren't, if... I'm gonna have to press a button now. But yeah, it's not. I mean, that's my kind of analysis. I think that's the level I would come in at. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's very hard to not do that. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah. he was right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, and go on, babe. I thought it was really interesting to see how a manager thinks in those situations, because the players all came in effing and jeffing, and then Mark Cooper comes in and goes, "All right, lads, can't fault the effort. Good stuff." And it just got me thinking because he knows it wasn't good stuff. He knows that we could probably have a go at faulting the effort, and the chances are we would the following Thursday night. But I like the fact that he has to think like a manager and it just, just to, just to sort of have that insight of he's got to find a way of, of getting guys up for the fight. And he was trying to, trying to do that. And I thought that was really knowing what we know in hindsight. I thought that was really interesting to see him have to try and do it differently and let his players kind of have that minute or two to vent an anger. And then he'd come in and try and be the voice of reason and try and be a leader and it made it made his outbursts more effective, in my opinion. Because if he came in and did the effing and Jeff and this, that, and the other every single time and didn't try and find a, actually, that was quite good. Here's what I liked about it. Here's what's good. Here's what's not good. When he had to press the button and he had to go for it, I felt like it, it hit a little bit harder, maybe. 
He's like that dad that doesn't shout at you, but when he does shout at you, it's really scary. Correct. Yeah, he's that kind of he's that kind of dad, I think. And there was another thing you mentioned there about he said I can't remember which game it was, but he came in and the first thing he said, right, that's gone, and and it was like that first half never coming back, nothing we can do about it. Yeah, go again, isn't it? It's that kind of cliche, isn't it? But yeah, I thought the same because you. I probably would have been more with the just Orton Lawson Diath and all of Charlie Cooper said a lot, didn't he? I mean, you see who the leaders in that dressing room mm. are by those who who speak up and you see who the leaders perhaps aren't, um, who who don't speak up uh, so much. There were a few experienced heads in there that I didn't see say a great deal. Um, that I perhaps would have thought would have said a bit more, but I don't know. Um, I don't know. Maybe there's an element of yeah, you don't see it all, do you? Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, like, there's different types of leaders, and yeah. if if player X is going to say this, and player Y is just going to say the same thing, you know, player Y might think, well, he's already said that. There's no need for me to also say the same thing in those situations. I don't know. It's a bit of um, good cop, bad cop, isn't there? If Mark Cooper's walking into a room and you've got your leader and your skipper proper going at it. He probably has to recognise that in that particular minute, Josh Norton's being bad cop, and he might need to be a little bit more good cop to try and even it up. And that's where you get your little partnerships of manager and um, skipper, or manager and senior pro, or even senior pro one, senior pro two. We saw Matt Worthington and Zit Lawson just have a little word at each other, and yeah, yeah. it's like good. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of glad because it means that even the senior pros, the ones that we were hanging our hat on desperately, were trying to make each other better and trying to challenge each other to set the bar even higher. Which positive tension it is. And look, let's not kill ourselves. That happens in every dressing room at just about every level in the country, and and in to, jobs. Yeah, and to pretend <laughs> otherwise just, is ridiculous. Yeah. So. It was really interesting. I would have, I would love to hear. I would love to. I'm really looking forward to the second bit. But I, ju- I do wonder what I would love to be a fly on the wall as a player watches it, and whether or not some of them are going, "Oh, I didn't do I. Oh, did I do that? Did I really say that? Or am I going? Actually, yeah, I stood up for myself there. I knew what I had to say, and I knew what had to be done. And we had to go for it. And I, yeah, I would love to hear that sort of player side of it, watching it back and reliving those moments and maybe in future Glover's Pass we'll get more people like Lawson on and we'll get people in the future where we can say what was that like what was that experience like what was that tension like because it's clearly evident and we know that it's kind of all going to come to a head in episode two we know it's all going to come to its well grim conclusion grim deep dark depths of hell conclusion I'm just I'm worried and if Liam hasn't edited this bit out yet, he has chance to edit this out before episode two comes on. I'm worried that in one of the rants, Mark Cooper's going to be going, do you want them fucking plebs shouting about you on Thursday and giving you grief again? If you don't, get out there and do something in the second half. And then we were like, oh, it's our fault. So, I, you know, I thought you were going to say you're worried they're going to use some of your commentary. God, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Oh, God. As I uh, was. Hardball didn't feature, did it? No, I think guys for that. As long as me crying. The end of gate. The end of gate said. Jeez, that's all to come in it. Yeah. Wrexham. 
Yeah. I think, um, and we're going to invite Liam, well, we've invited Liam onto the podcast at some point when once part two is out and we've sat and watched that one and pieced it all together, we're going to grill Liam on the process and everything because I think it it's fascinating to see. Uh, uh, the, the most fascinating bits for me are, are those bits in the dressing room at halftime and after the game yeah. where you you see the like genuine emotion and lack of emotion amongst some and just how how that all all plays out and i think i mean it's interesting because everyone will have their view like you said about mark cooper there'll be people watching that thinking why aren't he kicking cups of tea about why isn't he you know why isn't he throwing the boot at, at you know whoever like there's that kind of there'll be some who are thinking well that's why we went down because he came in and said good job lads or like <laughs> that kind of thing so it's such a you know, everyone has a different perspective on how things are done. And I think the other thing that we haven't seen and that we don't know if we will see is how that SU Glover's influence came in. Because obviously we've covered the Eastley game in that documentary, but we haven't really seen any of the drama or none of that drama seems to make its way into the dressing room in that game and the following games, despite it bubbling under. Yeah, you did see oh, Matt Ugler and um, Paul Saki going into the dressing room. And obviously, when we spoke to Lawson, he spoke about how they were, were coming into the dressing room, didn't he? But like you say, I think that was the Eastley game where they did it, wasn't it? Or after the Eastley game when everything was a bit happier. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see whether we capture that. Because I think Bromley was where it really kicked off. I think Bromley was the walking around the pitch after the game with, with Mark, Mark Cooper. Cooper, Cooper. And, yeah, and... Yeah, that was the game where it got a bit. Yeah, where, the, got... where the Twitter the twitterings began, didn't they? Yeah. So yes, it is in, it is interesting, if not a little bit depressing to watch it all fall apart in front of your eyes. <laughs> so this is why it went wrong. Yeah. Good luck, York. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it going to be York? Them's the rumours. There, there's been some likes of York tweets. Yeah. And any 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 anything with FC at the end of it has got a like on it from him, I think. But... <laughs> right? Is that yeah. it for what else was on our agenda? The Martin Hellier's you... podcast. If you've not listened to the interview with Martin Hellier, you are the you are in the minority. We have more than a thousand listens to that episode. Yeah, which is I thought was good. We enjoyed doing it. Martin enjoyed doing it, and. Uh, yeah, good insight. Over, over a thousand downloads or listens? Downloads. Oh, so people might listen to it twice. <laughs> Shared it round. They, they've all listened to it twice. 2,000 listens. Yes. <laughs> Just like that. We've doubled Minim- our... <laughs> minimum of. Maybe they played it out in like a large auditorium to multiple well, people. So actually, we could be talking tens of thousands of listens. I think there was a Harry Styles gig at Wembley last night that they asked if they could play it out before there, so... Yeah, so it's quite right too. Yeah, well, and that was beamed live to the whole of Japan. So we've got like <laughs> seventy-nine million listens, I think. And there's there's loads of Taunton Town fans over there, so they would have understood some of it. Yeah. So there you go. There you Good. Go. Um, well, I've lost my WhatsApp. And a survey. A survey. The survey. Yes, we beat a fu- we beat five hundred. Yes. Yay. So last year's four hundred ninety-nine was surpassed, and we went over five hundred and fifty. So thank you to everyone who has contributed and 
shared their views. We will be sharing all of the info with the club so they've got an idea of what is, you know, what your priorities are and why you make the decisions that you make and what you think about the match day offering and that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. And Dave, you've got to do the quiz, mate. I'm sorry, but overwhelming, overwhelming uh, comments about bring back the quiz. Any comments about live shows or? Uh, I think there was one, which was yeah, probably well, you. Probably. I was going to say, yeah, one from West Yorkshire that was after uh, yeah, a live show. Yeah. Yeah, I can see uh, I can see the age bracket, and it looks like it's you, Ben, yeah. <laughs> By the way, I, like, I'm down an extra age bracket this time around. Like, I'm not sure how you said it, but I'm like, really? I'm, I'm a number of age brackets down further than when I wanted to be. Hey, what do you mean? You're in the... <laughs> Are you in the 35 to 44 bracket? Yeah. Me too. I'm the same bracket as Dave. <laughs> you are. You are. Only just, mate, but you are. Yeah. <laughs> Got a couple of years till I'm out of that bracket. There we go. And, and I ain't getting any younger, I promise you that. <laughs> Peter yeah. Pan, I am not. <laughs> Dave, yeah, Dave's going to be 33 yeah. in a couple of years' time. Yeah. The Benjamin Button of National League South. That's me. Uh, great. And should we go on to questions? Why not? Why not? This room is a sauna. Yeah. And that is not sort of poetic prose. That is quite literally I've, I've, how I've I feel. Got, I've got some on Facebook. Can I ask the ones on Facebook? Yeah. Okay. We kind of um, touched upon this, but Lewis Dunn asked, discussion of formation, are we sticking with 5-3-2? Not quite, is it? It's a three, a couple wide ones, a box, and a one. All right. That's a much more simple way of saying the formation, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to scribble a second. Hang on. Bear with yeah. me. What I, think, I think we can get a good 4-3-3 three, three out of this. Do you think we get a good 4-3-3? Three, three? I don't think it's a 4-3-3. Three, three. I think it's a deliberate three centre-halves. It's a three, four... Two, one. How many times has Morgan Williams played centre half compared to right back in the last two it's, seasons? He is convertible as a right side of three. So, I mean, these are all just words to me. I'm like completely lost. Yeah, it's only words. Oh, quick! Can he finish scribbling? He's singing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've got, I've got a four-three-three three here with views in goal. Williams, Staunton, Sendles, White. And record as a back four. Uh, Cooper, Worthy, and Hours as a midfield three. Uh, Stevens on the right, JMD on the left, and Murphy up front. What did Jake Hyde ever do to you? Well, Jake Hyde's coming on at half time uh, <laughs> when the knees when, go on. When Murphy's knees blow up. <laughs> um, we could also bring in Pollock in that midfield three, uh, Will Dawes on the wing. Uh, Malachi Linton up front. Jordan Young can play up front or wide, and Saziba can play up front or wide. Crikey. For me, right now, there's more scope for, like, considering the way our squad is shaping up, there's mm. more scope for a 4 3 3 because we don't have, we've got record. We don't have a backup wing back. I think it sounds like Doors might be, you know, an option there but we don't have a right wing back yet we don't have another right back either 
to cover Williams. And I think I where think... did Ollie Aist play? Was he not left side? He was left side of the two, wasn't he? On Boreham, against Borehamwood. I think he has played left. I think he did play yeah, left back as well at points. Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, he can play. I, he I think will be left of the three. I still think we're going for three. I wouldn't choose a three. I think we're going for a three with Williams, Staunton, Sendles, White, Haste as sort of the backup of the three who can also do a left side. That's how I think we'll set up. And I think over the course of the next month or so, we'll get a a right wing back at yeah. some point. I was or, say, if we're signing players again, they, they, they presumably got to be the, the the choice. Yeah. It's worth, worth noting as well, by the way, that it's June the 15th. And players aren't even back from their holidays yet. And we haven't even got um, like the loans thing. We can still get five loanees in. So we've still got a League One striker. League One striker. As well at some point, haven't we? Yeah, exactly. So Do you feel we need another striker. I would say we probably need another. If you're talking about loans, yeah. if, we got, if we got a good loan striker in, maybe a young. Uh, yeah. a, a young guy that because like I say Fish is not has said he's not going to be back until January so we've got Linton and Murphy he's not going to be he's not going to be I'm ready to go in January is he he's no gonna, no, <laughs> no no absolutely oh, no he said he said, f- he said boot off in October mm-hmm. so hopefully he can start that process so maybe maybe yeah maybe January from to come back well match fit ready to go match fit to play your 90 minutes in Somerset Men's Premier Cup uh, well, yeah Okay, but yes, I I agree. I think we we should use one of our loan spots for a young whippersnapper of a striker. Okay, not you, well, that, Matty. That 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 kind of answers Colin's uh, question because he said um, before signing so far, what other gaps would you like to see filled, and do you think there will be signings or loans covered? That do we think? Well, I think fullback. Like, we definitely yeah. need a couple more centre backs as well, don't we? I think. Do we? Well, if you want to play your back three, we've got them four. Well, yeah. What if two get injured? Then you move to a four. I, I think we need a, if we, I think we need a proper right back slash right wing back. Someone like George Johnson. Um, I think we need someone of that ilk, and that would free Morgan Williams up to do some stuff more centrally. Okay. Yeah, I still want another. I still think I want another. Centre back or two, and you know that's that, that's that loan market, isn't it? That's you know that's you know who's Owen Bevan's understudy at Bournemouth. Who's... We, we can only we can only put five on the bench. We're going to be leaving a lot of players out. Well, it depends who we move on. What if we decide? And I know mm. Haste had a good game in the last game of the season, but what if we decide have another loan? Yeah, it's it's a fair point, but I because just because if the quality of the first team, <clears throat> excuse me, if the quality of the first team is so high that Ollie Haste is not going to get a look in, what is the point in keeping him to warm the bench for a season if his you know his development yeah, stutters fair... because of that? You know, there's it's a fair point. I just don't think we need that many numbers. I really don't. Well, I just think based on our previous seasons of cataclysmic injury crisis, uh, we could probably do. You know, let's let's not forget. You know, Josh Staunton's hardly the cleanest bill of health at the end of the season, was he? You know, mm. there's there's there are these other factors, and the same with Morgan Williams. He had his injury towards the end of the season. Up until that point, he'd been absolutely fine, but you never know 
what's going to happen after an injury do maybe need another goalkeeper as well like a backup goalkeeper see that's i think that's gonna be a really interesting one actually because i read a thing on 442 about the use of fake backup goalkeepers and it's a real prevalent thing in the efl where if you have an if you have a number one goal dress up a load of cushions or something if you have a a mannequin (laughs) <laughs> that you borrow from H&M. So if you have a if you have a goalie, you have your first choice keeper and your second choice keeper. If he's played less than five professional football matches, he is not considered to be of a high enough quality in the football leagues. Eyes, it's just EFL where they would reject a loan, an emergency loan deal. So in the same way that we went and got Dylan Barnes for all the success that was, because Max Evans hadn't played five games, we could apply to the EFL if we were out of this, if we were out of the window, we could apply for an emergency goalie. And so lots of teams are apparently using fake number twos, where they deliberately have someone who's a genuine keeper but has played less than five games. And if they have to come off half hour, that's fine. But if their main keeper gets injured, they can go and get another one deliberately. And I half wonder if maybe that's something we might consider where there's a keeper that's just been released by a Bristol Rovers or a Cheltenham and Exeter, whatever it is, who hasn't kicked a ball in anger. He's going to come in and be our number two. But actually, we have no interest in playing him. Maybe. Uh, you've made a brilliant point and a, a clearly well-researched point. But maybe we can get a fake number two from the Mad Hatter. Hey! <laughs> What sorry, a crap joke. As soon as, you, I... as soon as you said fake number two, I was like, <gasps> <laughs> I make this wonderful tactical nuance point about goalkeepers and you, you make, make a, a poo a, joke. You make a poo <laughs> joke. <laughs> I mean, I think you're the only person who has any interest in backup goalkeeper or finds a backup goalkeeper the most interesting position. In... <laughs> Someone tell me Scott Carson doesn't have the best job in the world. <laughs> you know, right, then. Uh, we've got two questions which are kind of the same and we've kind of discussed it but Dean Halliwell and Michael Stony Stone um, basically say uh, are the are the strikers a gamble um, Michael says um, how much of a gamble are they and Dean Halliwell said if we keep this squad fit enough are we going to run away with it yes I don't, yes. Gonna, <laughs> I don't think we're going to run away with it I'm not sure we can yeah. predict running away with anything at this stage no. um and yeah, it's a gamble. So, you know, yeah, it is a big gamble, but hopefully they can play enough games, score enough goals, and we get ourselves back. Yeah. Um, there is one more uh, question on Facebook, which is from Samuel Fox saying, I'd love to hear you discuss this and then put a link to a picture of a shirt um, which has appeared on Facebook with somebody's name on the back of it. Oh, um, yeah. I'm he must gonna, not be named number three. Only going to refer to him as the former chairman um, and uh, asked us to discuss that. I mean, my only thought is you could have given him a different name and used fewer letters, couldn't you? I think. Just like, just, like just four. a four. Yeah. yeah. Um, Saved yourself a fortune. Where is that shirt being sold from? Is it? <laughs> eBay. I can yeah, have a look now. But what location? What location? Uh, this um... is in uh, Luton, Bedfordshire. Oh, yeah, which is where he's from, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, it was 30 quid for it. 
didn't even take the tag off. No. Never even took the tag off. No. No. <laughs> Who gets that name on the back of their shirt other than a total narcissist? How how do you think that the shop staff reacted when that email pinged in? They saw the email. Oh, someone's ordered a, oh, an extra small <laughs> away shirt. Oh, name and numbering. Can you get me a three? And a, oh, sorry, P what? <laughs> a C. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd run it through when the When do they wash. want it? Right, we'll see them next Thursday about that one. Yeah. There you go. Well, Thursday rather than Tuesday. Well, Tuesday, Thursday. Same difference. No? <laughs> the lesser known version of, of it. Okay, is that all of Facebook? It's all of Facebook, yeah. Here we go then. Okay, over to Twitter. Uh, Almost a pro pilot would like to know, do you think we need another striker to back up Jake Hyde and Reese Murphy? Should they get injured? Yes, please. I'd like a low knee, please. We do, And we do have Jordan Young, Malachi Linton. Yeah. And and Alex Fisher eventually. Um, And Benjani. And Benjani. Who else would you like to see joining? Bobby Firmino. <laughs> Declan Rice. I <laughs> know oh, we've got enough sentiment fielders. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Um, and strikers. Yeah. Um, who's a good left back? What about that lad from Taunton? Is he left back? Yeah, Jay he Foster. scored a good goal. Yeah. <laughs> he scored a good goal. We've got a left back. We've got Jamie Record. Mm, yeah. It's right backs, isn't it, that we need? What's yeah. Cafu up to? Cafu. <laughs> good job. <laughs> Okay, um, we've answered the other one almost to pro pilot in what other positions do you ever need to sign players in? Uh, Mark Loveridge was like to know, does Mark Cooper ever smile? Have you ever seen him smile? I've seen him smile. I've seen him smile. Yeah, I'm sure he smiled when SU Glovers withdrew from the running. Big smile. Uh, Lynn Freestone says, it was my daughter's last primary school sports day today. Which Glover, past or present, would you have as your partner in the three-legged race? Chris Murphy. <laughs> he's only one. He's only got the one. Hey. Borrow it. Um, it was rapid. Do you want rap- Jordan, rapidity? Jordan, yeah, well, uh, so having just taken part in uh, an activity a sports day myself. I didn't do the three-legged race, but what I saw um, from a success, a successful three-legged race was two people in total synchronicity, similar heights, synchronicity. similar, similar builds, similar speed, and very well drilled. So it was a one, two, one, two, one, two, started with the middle leg. So I don't think, you know, me partnered up with Hugo Rodriguez, no. Is not going to work because I'm small and he is not. Not um, Jordan Green too fast. Not going to be. Able, he's going to just run off and the band's going to snap. Um, so I think there's a there is a bit of thought in this one. I mean, we could yeah. probably do a whole episode on this question. It's gonna it's gonna be a different answer for each of us as well, isn't it? I think, and, and, yeah. and I don't think I have any level of organisation in my body. So, um, I <laughs> and think- I don't think any of the Glovers, past or present, are short and fat like me. So. <laughs> So that's going to go down well. We did uh, speak to a former Glovers player last night, Ben, who told us that he wasn't the most um, uh, natural athlete, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. true. Yeah. Um, 
Nice guy. Are you comparing? You compare? You saying? Are you comparing him and Ben? No, I wouldn't compare him and Ben particularly. Oh, okay. He referred to himself as not a natural athlete. I, okay, we need we need to pick players here. Um, I'm gonna go with. I reckon me and Darren Way would do all right. It's a size thing, is it? Yeah. <laughs> and he, and I think he's quite organised. He'd certainly yeah. have me well drilled. Otis. I'm I'm going to go for a similar theme. I'm going to need someone to keep me organised. I'm thinking down the coaching route. I'm going to go Paul Watton. Maybe not the quickest, but neither am I. But I feel like hair on the tortoise style, others would crumble and we would just be through the middle. Well, you two have thought about this more than I have, obviously, because I, I can't think of anybody. Oh, Anyone, Dave? I can't, can't. I can't think of any Yeovil Town player you'd like to be strapped to in a race. <laughs> Howard Forrington, of course. <laughs> Yeah, we go. but I, I think I, I think I think I'd just pass out if I was anywhere near Howard Forrington and just be like, you know, He's dragging you along. Yeah, <laughs> while someone's like rousing me with water. We spent more. We spent more time on this question than we have on Jake Hyde today. So I'm let's, not sure we have. I'm well, sure people like these questions. More they do. Silly quest, more silly questions. It said on the quiz. It definitely on the on the on the survey. It definitely didn't. Um, uh, Taunton Town FC have uh, asked the question, do you like us? And I, I will say I quite like to go to Taunton Town in a pre-season friendly. <laughs> yeah, how about a league game? <laughs> well, TBD. I mean, do you think they've just forgotten about the whole cup thing that happened? The whole knocking us out of the cup thing? Do you think you're just going to just overlook that? Forgive it? I, I, maybe, I maybe we wanted to go to MK Dons and get spanked. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah, why do you get to get spanked and we don't? Oh, no, we did get spanked quite a lot last season, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but not by MK Dons. No, that's true. So I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to say no, Taunton. No. Not particularly. Yeah. Give us six yeah. points this season and maybe we'll reconsider. We'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. All that left back who scored a good goal. Yeah. You we did don't. make Will Buse look really good in a friendly. So we made, we made Will Buse look really good in a friendly. We did. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm I'm going to go with not really Taunton, but you know, Dave, any views? I've not, I bear no grudge. Not not the um, they play claret and blue, don't they? They do. Yeah. They're 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 not the team playing claret and blue that I like the least in National League South. Let's put it that way. What have you got against Chelmsford? They gave us Reese Murphy, so they're all right with me. Okay, fine. Yeah, cool. In? Okay. Yeah. 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 Or nay? Uh, I said I liked going to ta- I, I liked going to Taunton in pre-season. Oh, nice little club. County town friends. Oh. <laughs> well. But I'm not sure how much this season. All I think is it's a bloody long way from where I live. That's all I think. Mm. If you could move it further north, I'll consider it. Okay. There's a straight train down, isn't it, for you, Dave? By Birmingham. Yeah. Uh, Dexter Tyson, uh, evening. 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 Uh, have you ever brought anything from eBay or Amazon while drunk and in the morning regretted that purchase? I only ask, as a couple of weeks ago, my mate bought a boat off of eBay for three grand while very drunk. Bad news in the morning and now badly in the doghouse with his wife. I'm not sure if he's in the doghouse with his wife or Funny. he's in the, the wife has put him in the doghouse. I mean, at least he's got somewhere to stay when she kicks him out. Yeah. Mm. And um, 
Like, what, what kind of boat do you get for three grand? It's like a little one. Yeah, it can't be much of a boat, can it? I wouldn't have thought for three grand. Um, it's got a big hole in the bottom. It's one issue with it, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know about the price, but have you bought anything silly drunk? I did. Uh, uh, go on. Ben. No, I'm trying to. No, I'm trying. Dave's to got one. Dave's put more Dave, thought Dave, into this yeah. than the three-legged. I haven't. Race. I haven't prepared. Yeah, exactly. I can't remember <laughs> the three-legged race, but I did buy a um a, a hat that was shaped like a chicken um once and woke up. And, and didn't realise I'd done it until it arrived and I opened it and I could not remember uh, ordering this. Um, I still got it somewhere, I think. But, um, well, no, well, nothing's going to happen until you find it. No. No. We don't, I, I'd, we, have to go looking we, through, I'd have to go looking through wardrobes and things like that. Okay. Looking forward to that on Sunday's edition of the podcast. We'll put that on our new Instagram. Ollie can put yeah. that on our new Instagram. Um, <laughs> I bet I've got it now. I did buy... Chris Hargreaves' book. When you were drunk. Yeah, that was £2.12. I'm never getting back. Um, Did he write you when he was drunk? uh, um, I'm trying to... How to pull your socks up by Chris Hargreaves. (laughs) And work them off. It's the second edition. Um, How to darn socks. Through the history of purchases. I tell you what I did buy right at the start of lockdown one. You know those old Corinthians bobbleheads? The entire Euro 96 squad wow for no real reason and where are they now they are upstairs in a box where i've also got all my old yeovil programs and stuff from like finals they're in a box hmm. there you go i can't think of any thing that i've bought while drunk I mean, maybe tickets for stuff and then i thought oh, i'm not that i was obviously listening to something at the time i thought i want to go and see these and then I've thought actually I don't like him that much, but I can't think of anything. Three-legged race though, I've got that one. Um, Toby says, "Do you think we will set a new attendance record next season?" No. No. <laughs> no. A new attendance. You think we're going to get as many in there as we had against Leeds in the? In no, League I, he one, means right? for he means for National League South. How do you know that? Because that was a topic of conversation on the social this week. Well. I, I think National League South, as a level, um, called the National. It depends. Is it since it's been called the National League South? Is that what we're classing it as? Because I pointed out to someone the other day that our game against Enfield, which had nine thousand people there, that was a record at the time, and that was the equivalent of National League South level. I don't think we'll get more than nine thousand in. I don't know. I don't know what the record is for National League South. I'm scrolling hastily to try and figure it out. Ollie not, hastily. Ollie hastily. Um, it's not massive, um, is what she said. And I was going to say, what's he looking at now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> filth, absolute filth. Um, I can't find it. What, what, what you can't see, viewers, is Bennett just kind of like looking, looking downward. Looking down. <laughs> and going, it's not massive. Is there, is there another question you can move on to, please? Yeah, there is. Um, Grown-ups. Uh, with season ticket sales going well, how well do you think our away following will be? Depends on if we win games of football. But if no, we win I'm games not of, sure it does. I think it does. I, 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 think, I think if we lose every week, and I don't think we will lose every week, but if we lose every week, I, I think you'll be back to the same hardcore away following. Um, 
London games always uh, attract a few, and that's about three quarters of the division, isn't it? So, um, and local games. So, I reckon we'll get anything between three hundred and well, how many some of to, those? How many uh, went to Aldershot? How many were at Aldershot when we were eight hundred and something? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, that, that was, was a bank holiday. And, was a, yeah, but we weren't playing. We we were not the winningest of teams. But the you still got, no, we still got eight hundred, yeah, eight hundred people there. I could see somewhere like, um, like Bath or Taunton or whatever. You could, you could be in danger of selling out your allocation, couldn't you? Yeah, depends, depends how many they let you have, doesn't it? As well, especially at Taunton. Although when you look at the FA Cup match, we really struggled to sell out yeah. our allocation for that. That was that second was... that replay. Yeah, that was terrible, wasn't it? So, yeah. okay, that question was from Rich Wilcox Smith, by the way. I don't think I said it was. Uh, and finally, from Martin Lee, why don't Yeovil players tend to get nicknames? What nickname for a player would you like to see catch on this season? Bonus points if you can work it into a terrace chant. Well, that's a, that's that's a thinker. That's what that is. That is a thinker. Maybe that's a competition. Yeah. Nicknames. Well, I mean, because like nicknames become just shortened versions of their surnames, mm, i.e., right. worthy, mm, yeah. staunts, mm. fish, mal, coops, yeah. rex, rex. Maybe Hastily. you could maybe maybe rex has a potential to become a dinosaur based nickname. You could do the the bit from Jurassic Park. Well, according to Lawson Diaz, we should make it so Will Buse is called the thumb. That was a bit harsh, wasn't it? I thought that was a bit harsh. I mean, what about got... your favourite nickname of of sports players? I've got I've got one which I always thought was really clever. Do you remember that player who played for? I remember playing for QPR. I want to say played for Oldham or something called Fitz Hall. Do you remember him? Big centre yeah. R, and his nickname was One Size. <laughs> one Size Fitz Hall. <laughs> I thought it was genius. That's good. It's the only one I can ever remember. So yeah, maybe have a thinker. On that one. Yeah. I mean, there's ones like Solskjaer was the baby-faced assassin, wasn't he? And Dennis Burkamp was the Iceman. But I feel like late 90s Premier League was probably peak. Um, I, I, thought he was the, I thought he was the non-flying Dutchman. Well, he was that as well. But he was mainly known as the Iceman because he was a stone-cold killer with a football. Not... Yeah, not really. Not, really. <laughs> not in real life. <laughs> right. That's all the questions. Nice. That's another podcast for the week. We're get we're 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 working through these weeks. It's going to be. Yeah, are we? Yeah. Fixtures are out. Fifth was it? Fifth of. Fifth of July. July. One p.m. I wonder if they'll get get them to us under embargo this year. Probably not. You know what they're like. Mm. Living national league. All right, lads. Bye. Toodle bye. See you later. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest back pedal. 
Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. 